I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Um, this is going to be a fun, fun day. I got a, I got a bunch of really fun stuff lined up. But before we get into the news, uh, we got some letters. We got a couple of uh, letters from listeners. And I, thought I'd, I thought I'd, I'd bang these out right the off the top. The news has been so light lately. <laughs> Not in the world of health. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let it's me been, tell you. It's been light in the... In the in world like, news has been real light. It, wait, I mean, wait, the, wait. Uh, wait, are you guys joking? No. What? What? War, we're on the brink of World War Three. That's not news. Yeah, Come on, whatever, dude. <laughs> call this me. Gl- call me when something important happens. The global yeah. pandemic is yeah. coming to an end. The truckers are taking over our nation's <laughs> capital, and we're on the brink of World War Three. Yeah, light news week. Yeah, dude. Hey, <laughs> that's why you're here, tuning in to feel good Friday. Friday. Yeah, because we're bringing that 2022 energy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> There ain't no world wars <laughs> happening in here. Yeah. Um, uh, so That's sad. This letter here uh, from a listener. Hey, guys. Sending you this letter to thank you so much for the great job you're doing. Thank you. Uh, I've discovered your podcast about one month ago when uh, this person's first language is not English. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I first discovered your podcast about one month ago when uh was very shitty days. And I told myself. I need to listen to something that make me feel belonging to a community that shares kind of the same reality I have. Wow. Such a nice discovery. Thanks, Apple Podcasts. I've been looking for those sharing experience podcasts. And as far as I know, it does not exist in French-speaking countries. Yes, I'm living in both France and Switzerland around Geneva. Oh, that sounds nice. Very well done, you guys, to fill that gap for people with chronic or serious conditions. Listening to you make me think about the life I've chosen and continue to live. I've always been in the mindset to live in the moment. Kind of an emergency to live. Don't really know why. It's just who I am. The further this letter goes on, the more I feel like this person's on the lamb. Like they live, I live in two countries, yeah, like yeah, back yeah. and forth across the border. I have, I have 17 passports. I feel like it's yeah. constantly I'm living in an emergency. I'm yeah, like, yeah, totally. Dude, this person is a Russian you? assassin. <laughs> um, I don't have a complicated disease or a fatal one. I just have multiple allergies and very nice asthma. <laughs> and the funny part is dealing with this condition of with my kind of weird life. I'm a professional dancer as you don't need to breathe when you're performing shows, especially musical. That's the per- perfect choice, no? <laughs> and when I'm not on stage, I'm a humanitarian worker for Medicine Sans Frontières slash Doctors Without Borders. Not a doctor. That would be too much life, too much for one life. Just doing journalist work, collecting content, stories, testimonies. Yes, weird. I told you. Like you guys, laughing and making jokes is my way of 
de-dramatizing the moment when I'm struggling to catch my breath. It also helps the people around feel less anxious for me. I'm not dying soon, or maybe, who knows. I just have very bad days, bad weeks, and when the treatment is not helping enough and lungs are on strike. And listening to you guys also led me to discuss more openly about my reality to my friends and colleagues and showing that I can be far more vulnerable than I look and want to look. I think I live an intense life partly because of my condition and the fact that I am on the lam. I am a Russian spy. <laughs> oh, that's a weird way. That's not the first. That's time. a weird way to end that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even it's not. Uh, uh, even though it's not necessarily conscious, and because I want to to own the way I live, despite the barriers that disease can represent. And in a word, <clears throat> which I think it was world. In a world where you are supposed to be performing at your best all the time both as an artist and a humanitarian, you have to be really strategic somehow. Reflecting on that is also thanks to your show. Thank you guys so much. Now, they go on to give a little bit of an um, interesting factoid based on a, a recent episode that we did. Touching back on the Feel Good Friday episode a few weeks ago when you were questioning about the placenta, here is what an MSF colleague, midwife, uh, have told me from a mission she did in Cambodia in 1998. Uh, this is the Doctors Without Borders. In relation to the conversation about like eating placenta? Uh, yeah, yes. I think we were talking yeah. about eating placentas and like what people do with yeah, placentas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she was visiting a province called Mondolkiri and taking care of a new mother. In the middle of the conversation, her translator was struggling to explain what was done with the placenta. So the community offered her to go outside the village so she could understand. After a long walk, the group arrived in front of a tall tree along the river. This was the placenta tree, as all the placentas were hung in kind of a calabash in the branches of this magical tree, Whoa. a tree of life. For the community, the meaning of this was to avoid polluting the river with buried placentas and helping to push away evil spirits. Her conclusion also after this story was how far our cultural traditions are, even turning, even turning it into words was totally impossible. In other mission, she also heard about families retrieving placenta after birth to eat it later. And she said there is no medical explanation to prevent people from doing so, only that in our countries we associate it to human flesh, which is not really the thing we normally want to eat. In other cultures, they don't do, they don't do the association. Other communities bury it in their village because placenta has something to do with roots and bonds that bring life, metaphorically and physically, which I actually just learned is... Um, uh, is an indigenous tradition uh, here in Canada, apparently. Of doing what, sorry? Burying the placenta. Oh, okay. Uh, burying the placenta means rooting the newborn to the family and to the earth, or he or she arrives. Just a thought to complement your debates and discussions about what to do with placenta. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you so much, guys. It's uh, such a nice moment to listen to you several times a week, laugh with you, keep doing the great, unique job. Cheers, fellas. Flo. That's so, uh, that's so cool about <clears throat> like the, like, the way that different... Um, cultural traditions of the use of pl pl the placenta and different cultural traditions. Um, it, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to me that it would be like sort of revered in that way because it is such a fucking cool man. I can't wow. believe yeah, wow. it was probably two or three years ago when I first learned about the placenta. Like I, I literally did not know that there was a second thing that a person yeah, who either. was pregnant had to, either give birth to or like deliver. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 you deliver it like a few minutes after your 
After you yeah, and <sighs> I didn't even know that it exists. Like that there was, I didn't even know the placenta was an organ that existed in a person who was pregnant. Like it, mean, it's, it's so it's, crazy. It's significantly smaller than the average baby, so I think it comes out. <laughs> oh, guys, what, what happened? Oh my god, I was concerned there. For I, thought I was out for a minute. I think it, it comes out. It comes out relatively easily. But it, but uh, compared to a child, but I'm I'm dead serious too, and like the in it looks how, slippery. Like I mean, I would uh, hope it comes out. <laughs> yeah, real in slip slop. How? Um, but it's also attached too, so you can just sort of fish it out. By oh no no no. The, oh, no, uh, no 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 no. But but I but I I genuinely mean that in the sense that like it is such a cool it is cool organ that that keeps it's the thing that's keeping your baby alive, and so it's like. In a sense, it's like part of the. I mean, it's it's very much part of the pregnancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to like, f- kind of find a, a way to pay respect to that is is really mm-hmm. cool. Like, I, I I'm just trying to think of like what other ways. Like I got what one. what happens it what ha- well okay tell me what you would do. Um, I could I could imagine like some culture, baby comes out, they get the placenta out, and then everybody that was involved in the pregnancy splits off into teams, go into a field and play basically like ultimate Frisbee with it. Oh, what do you mean by involved really in the pregnancy? Uh, so the father, the mother, the, uh, any physicians that were involved, any nurses, yeah. um, the, you know, the godparents, um, they all go I have, wish. I have, they, a, they go play ultimate. or just mom versus dad. Sure. I've actually had a better idea. Yep. They, just um, frisbee, they just play ultimate. Cause yeah. I've always found that it kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> Like a bit of like a hat, like a hat that you would find from like the like the old like the like a painter's hat, the nineteen hundred, like early nineteen hundred, maybe even like the nineteenth century, like mid eighteen hundreds, where those like those a, like, like guys a, with like the like the, the French hat with the little, with the little with the, the little the word you're, string on the top. The word you're yeah, looking like the, for is a fop. <laughs> yeah, is that a fop? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, well, well, the hat isn't, but the, but a fop would be like one of those guys, like aristocratic fops. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. I, Flamboyant, loves doing snuff. Yeah, like big wearing, shoulder wearing pads, and like yeah, 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 yeah. Like they, I imagine that they would have those those hats that just like fit tight around the head, but have like a lot of material yeah. that just sort of mm-hmm. blows around. Mm-hmm. I, I bet a placenta would be a cool <clears throat> hat like that. Maybe yeah. that's what Christopher Columbus was wearing. Yeah, I was it gonna, I was be, gonna yeah. say it seems very Spanish. Yeah, although I, he might have actually been Italian. Um, um, what I don't want to spend too much time on this, but just because it's, it's top of mind right now, because we just talked about it on the episode that we just recorded right before we did this which will be coming out down the road and i in because we it got brought up in conversation there i sent an email to somebody to try and try and track down somebody who could speak to this yeah speaking of the placenta i don't know if we ever talked about it i know i've mentioned it and we've mentioned on the show we have some episodes the the radio lab episode yeah yeah we we've talked about it at length we did yeah yeah. okay then i won't then i won't say anything i'll just tease you and if you don't remember then fuck you yeah (laughs) Uh, let's go on to the next e- uh, letter here. We got one more. This is a really cool one. This is from uh, a gentleman named Stefan. Um, ear tickling trivia, Alderman's nerve or Arnold's nerve, a branch of CNX vagus nerve. That's the subject. Uh, hi, folks. I hope you are keeping well. I've been listening to both Termion and Sick Boy for a few years. Love both shows. I'm a third year medical student doing clinical training in rural Alberta. Uh, congrats, Steve. Rural Alberta Advantage. Uh, I've, I've heard Jeremy and others discuss Q-tip induced eargasms, catharsis of a good external ear canal cleaning, etc. a while back. I wanted to pass along an interesting bit of trivia I thought you might enjoy. When cleaning your ears, it's possible to induce a cough reflex due to the physical stimulation of the 
auricular branch of the vagus nerve. Now, oddly enough, we just released an episode all about the vagus nerve with our friend Dr. Honey. Um, is this why that I'm? I was assuming that this is why the, I don't think he Steve mentions it. Writing. No, I don't. Yeah, I think it's just coincidence because he was referring to the Q-tip shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. So this is also known as the cranial tenth nerve, as we all know now, or the CNX, which I didn't know. Uh. The, this branch collects sensory information from the tragus, ear canal, and auricle, i.e., the small ear button sticking out of the front of the hole, mm. the hole, and the rest of your ear flap, the rictus, the Arnold. In the name refers to Frederick Arnold, a psychologist from the 1800s. He probably wore one of these silly hats. Yep. Yes. Uh, however, during an anatomy lecture by my rock star professor, who's written a few anatomy textbooks, he described a story behind the alternate name for this for the same nerve, Alderman's nerve. The story goes: ancient Roman aldermen, after overindulging in tasty food and beverage, would depart from uh, to the vomitorium. They would use feathers. Uh, another source upon Googling indicates dripping cold water drops, not feathers, but same goal, to stimulate the branch of the vagus nerve with the intent to indu- induce gastric movement and sometimes vomiting to relieve their stomach discomfort from overindulgence. Dude, how oh. how wow. much Wait. Did, was this guy just fucking scarfing down food? Uh, it's been hard to find good references to confirm the story. I'm no historian, although my anatomy prof seems to like a, re- a reliable expert, but does not appear. But it does not appear a few times on Google searches. Um, uh, he sent some links, which uh, we can check out, and maybe I'll, I'll include that in, in a future episode. Thought you might find that pretty neat. There's probably some orn auto laryngologist, auto laryngologist, laryngologist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Auto yeah. Laryngol- laryngol- laryngolis. Are you sure it's auto? Yeah, yeah. O T O. You sure it's not u? Auto laryngolis. Uto laryngolis, which is also uh, known as an ENT surgeon. That's all. You could have just fucking said that, Stephen. You know I can't read. <laughs> yeah. Way to way to intentionally point out Jeremy's weakness. You know I cannot read a read a word. <laughs> and he closes his fist. Um, guys, do you, like? Are you are you not? Shocked that there was a place the called the vomitorium. You didn't know that. You didn't know about that. No, did you know about oh, that? Yeah, yeah. I the, didn't yeah. know about did that. You, it doesn't. Know? It doesn't shock me because, like, indulgence, like overindulgence, was like a. It's a class. Yeah, dude. Thing. Think about the think about the person laying with having the grapes fed to them while they're getting their cock sucked and like. Yeah, yeah but that's fr- not fu- like I don't. I mean, you gotta you gotta vomit. Like, those are they just eating eat as this. a status symbol? Like, look how oh, much yes. I can eat, and I'm dude, gonna throw yeah. up, even though it's not enjoyable. Because at that point, it's because at that time they were just rich yeah they didn't do anything or work to get the rich they were just rich oh they worked to get the rich no yeah they did they just yeah they did no no they did they went around the world raping and pillaging no they didn't yeah they did other people did (laughs) oh yeah right they got the money this motherfucker didn't yeah Yeah, that's right Right. that's true true, he just sits there and gets his cock suck while he eats (laughs) eats grapes grapes. yeah 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 (laughs) the like to hear you say cock sucks in the <laughs> sentence like that. I know, right? Speaking of cocks, so dude. Cock, of, cock is such an aggressive word. I love, we can't I, say, well, now that we're on YouTube, we can't say cock back to back so many times. I, yeah, yeah. So you might have to bleep yeah. out the cock every time you say I'm cock. I'm not going to bleep it. Only half the cocks get bleeped out. Um, the other half of the cocks, you can keep leave them in. This was, uh, this was submitted to us in our Discord. Thank you uh, to the folks in the Discord. Um, uh, I believe it was it, maybe it was Stina. I'm so sorry if I didn't get this correct. Who, whoever dropped it in, thank you. Uh, this is the this is from the Winter Olympics that's happening. I think it was Max. Was it Max? Uh, Winter Olympics it was is Stina. over now, Jeremy. Uh, the Winter Olympics that just happened. 
Um, Finnish cross uh, cross country skier suffers frozen cock in fifty kilometer oh, race. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. The men's fifty kilometer mass start skiing race at the Beijing uh, Games was shortened to thirty k, but that did little help to Finland's Remy Lindholm, who needed a heat pack at the end of the race to thaw out a, per- a particularly sensitive body part. Lindholm spent just under an hour and sixteen minutes. Just an hour and sixteen minutes traversing the course in howling freezing winds leading to his cock becoming frozen for the second time in cross in a cross country skiing race. Like it happened to him twice or it's happened twice. It's happened to him twice. Oh wow. No, they also say penis and not cock in the article. Oh, Um, uh, following a similar incident in Ruka, Finland last year, quote, you can guess which part a body part was a little bit frozen when I finished. It was uh, one of the worst competitions I've been in, he told the Finnish media. Uh, I was just about (laughs) battling through. With organizers worried about frostbite during Saturday's race, it was delayed by an hour and shortened by 20K. The thin suits and underlayers worn by racers, as uh, well as plasters to cover their faces and ears, offered little protection. Lindholm explained (laughs) that he used a heat pack to try to thaw out his cock once the race was over, oh, they said appendage. Cut. They said appendage. Oh, not they didn't say okay. <laughs> um, quote, when the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable. Yeah. I, I know exactly what happened and why that happened to him because this, he's got a massive fucking piece. This, this, yeah. that's my no, guess. No, no, this, well, this exact. Why didn't all the other cocks freeze? Because he's got of a this, big I'll old fucking I'll, hog. I no, 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 I'll tell you why. It's those finish, those th- finish dude, dudes. This happened hung? to me known last to, week. Known to be hung? Oh, guys, no, yeah. Interesting. Guys, this, hap- this almost this, this exact same thing almost same. happened to me last week. Because really I'll tell you why. Yeah. I was, so when it was really cold, it was like minus 20 out. I was walking my dog and I had to pee really bad. I was at Point Pleasant Park. And I, so I went into the woods and Illegal. I, I Continue. And, and like when I was finishing, I dripped a bit of pee on, like it like went onto my dick a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like pretty thin pants. How did it go onto your dick? Because I tried to shake the... it. And I would, when I sh- shook my dick to get the last bit of pee off, it went like this and just kind of like a couple of the drops just kind of like went onto my shaft. Oh, yeah. That seems, and so that I seems was just extraordinarily like, floppy. Because yeah. I was. Because I was well, anyway. Uh, so That's why it's because so great I had not having foreskin. So you listen, got to deal with that I had shit. I had really big gloves on, and I was trying to pee, and I was like, <laughs> shook my dick at the end, and then just pulled my pants back up, and I dripped a little bit, and I was walking, <laughs> and I was in the windy part, like uh, down by the water, Poor and God, the wind the was blowing, into and ice. it was like, it was getting like really like close to being ice oh wow on my fucking dick so imagine this imagine this finnish guy he's in the olympics he's getting ready to go and race huge cock huge cock the the thing that you do before a race like as somebody (laughs) who used to to race like this is you have a nervous pee right before you race all the time so you're in the bathroom you got all your gear on nervous pee go and pee really quick you're you just pull your pants up a little bit of fucking pee Mm. on your dick Dude, that would 100% do it. Also, you like when you are, when you are doing like intense, especially intense endurance exercise, like you're like, there's no blood going there because you're, because your body's going wherever the work is happening. That's where we need to send the blood. And so like your finger, it's really like when I ride, when I ride my bike for a long time, like my Sorry, fingers, gets, your dick gets so small your fingers and your when feet, you, when yeah. you work out, yeah, except yeah. for this guy. Because there's no blood it, there because it's pulling all the blood yeah. away from it. Not so him, you, though, so you, so you, so it shrinks up. And so there's no blood supply there. And I, I have this problem 
when I ride in the winter. And the last time I did an outdoor ride, I got tricked by the weather because it wasn't super cold. It was like zero ish, but it was really windy. And so I looked at the the temperature tricked by the, the weather because, the te- cause you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like when it's cold, I mean, there's a big difference between like zero and like minus five. Mm-hmm. So if it's zero, you know, you make decisions like whenever you're working out outside in the cold, you're trying to like really dial in the, the kind of clothes you're wearing to like get it just right. So you're yeah. not too hot and not too cold. Not me, man. And it's really hard to do. And so, and so it was zero and I thought, oh, I'll wear, I'll wear my, like my, my, my bib shorts that I wear, you know, in the spring and the summer and the fall. And then a let like leg warmers that go from that tuck underneath my shorts and go down to my ankles, cover my whole leg instead of wearing my winter bibs, which have like a, which have kind of like, don't say um, bib. They're called bibs. Um, and they're, they have like a, they have like a, like a waterproof layer to them. So like wind doesn't really get Why through. didn't you, it was zero degrees though. Why didn't you wear your winter Because at ones? that temperature that I don't, I don't typically feel like I need to, but then it was really windy. And then literally five minutes into my ride, I went, oh fuck. My dick hurts. Cause you're literally going my, like that V yeah. of your groin and your, like that area. I just went, oh, my dick is going to freeze. Wow. I, I didn't know this was a thing. I mean, I just don't go outside when it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm just like, no, nope. yeah, yeah, no. Go outside with a thin, thin um, lycra on. Well, it, what he I was didn't saying, really want to do it. I decided was, to walk my dog. What he was saying there was uh, <laughs> that it hurt when it when he started to make it warm again. And and I went out the other day to shovel yeah. to shovel a car out, and it was very cold. And I got I got frost nip on my fingertips. And when it when I was warming my hands up, it was excruciating. So What's I can't frost nip. It's it's the stage right before frostbite. Uh, it sounds right. I've never heard yeah. of that before. It nips before it, sound, it bites. It's, it sounded it's like tech, a, it is a technical sounds like what a baby said. Yeah. Like oh, you got a little, a little frost, frost nip. nip little, so wait, what happened to his what happened to his dick? Fell off. No, it didn't. Fell right off. No, it didn't. Yeah. Fucking lie. He took the thing off and it was black and it just went. And it's just like you cracked it off. Yeah. No, he didn't. What happened to his dick? It's just like uh, Mortal Kombat here. He just sub-zeroed it, and then and then some guy came in, uppercut his cock, and it just went. <laughs> it just shattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> um, this is a wild story. This guy right here. Wait, wait, wait. wait hold on. What happened end? to his dick? Dude? <laughs> it fell off, man. No, 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 it just warmed up. He was fine. Hey, he, wore, he warmed his dick up, dude. I don't hurt. fucking know. <laughs> He warmed up his massive penis. How did it get to be a story if it didn't fall off? Well, because because well, when, when the race was over, he was going, I, I, yeah, 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 and he just was just rubbing his dick, and everyone's like, "What's going? Is that a finish?" That's what he was doing. Everyone's like, "What's what's fucking?" I think it was a story because they were probably like, "This guy was supposed to perform much better than he did," and he was like, "My dick was frozen." Thor, help! He called. He called out to Thor to lightning shot. His dick back by the grace of Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fucking dude. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of ay ay ay, uh, this guy um, who I believe is from Italy, maybe wow. uh, or Spain. He was paralyzed, fully paralyzed from a motorcycle accident, and he he can now walk again. Wow! So paralyzed man walks again thanks to electrodes in his spine. Uh, this was sent to me by Sadie, and actually, uh, just checked it out. The last article was also sent to me by Sadie. Thank you, Sadie. He's on the grind. Wait, um, what? The yeah, one? yeah. She yeah. she DM'd it to me before it ended up in Discord. 
Um, uh, a man who sent it on Discord. A man who was paralyzed in a motorcycle accident in 2017 has regained the ability to walk after doctors implanted electrodes in his spine to reactivate his muscles. Were we not going to talk about his Air Force Ones though? Uh, was he what? wearing Air Force Ones? I didn't even. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh yeah, look yeah, at his fucking shoes. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. See, that guy wasn't walking; he was flying. He was, yeah, he was fucking cruising. Uh, Michael Rocati lost all feeling and movement in his legs after the crash that severed his spinal cord, but can stand and walk with electrical stimulation that is controlled wirelessly from a fucking tablet. Uh, here's a video of him uh, describing what he's been going through. <clears throat> it's in Italian. I did uh, an accident on motorbike. An animal across uh, my road, I immediately understand that uh, something wrong uh, happened. Yeah, he said he got an accident in his motorbike and uh, while crossing the road, and and as soon as he crashed, he knew immediately knew something was wrong. I, I know, I know Italian. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'll translate. <laughs> See, there's there are subtitles, but the subtitles are in Italian. Legs, uh, he said in English. My position. He he uh, tried he's to move. Speaking in English, I know that. No, he's speaking. He's speaking Italian. So he tried to move his legs. Uh, he knew that he couldn't. I, I got it you. Was impossible to do nothing. It was impossible. I I fixed in my mind that it was just a situation. He thought in his mind that this was just like a situation. So I put Jesus on my Christ. my mind and my behavior to try to solve this problem, and uh, I never stopped. I. He never stopped. He put it in his mind that he's going to solve this problem, is essentially what he's saying. I do, do a lot of things that can help me. So I uh, put all my station training and my ab. He put on his station training oh, and his uh, ab. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> also to be in a good uh, physical situation. To be, uh, and so he did. But uh, anyway, uh, so, so, uh, so that, was, that was video of him fucking walking, which is crazy to see yeah. the way he walks. It, it's wild. Like the way he walks, it looks like it it looks like there's a ghost just kicking his leg forward from his like his heel. Yeah, you know it's like his leg is going up, up. That's so interesting. Like it just wondering how that works from a from the standpoint of like you have this you have a thought which triggers like an elect like an elect. Um, I forgot. I'm not smart enough to a describe pulse, what an happens. An, pulse, an electric pulse that signal that that tells the muscle to do what you want it to do, and that is going to like run down your spine <clears> until the <throat> until whatever nerve it is, the nerve that goes off of your spinal spinal column and then diverges into your every into your leg. S- every single time I do acid, I always look at my hands and I go, "Wow, uh, yeah," and I go, "That it's like they have their own mind." Dude, like they are doing things. I'm not thinking about it. They fucking pick things up. Like, dude, that. Yeah, I've had that. Thought. It's so I, crazy. I do that on mushrooms all the time. But I always look at my hands out there and I go, whoa, because to me, I feel like me is between my head. Yeah. But then I look out and see my fingertips out in front of me. And I'm like, whoa, that is me. That's yeah. Out there. But it's not you, though. Right. Because your hands. And right, the, and, but, and no, the, but it is you. No, no, no it, it is isn't. You. It isn't, though, because I, I know this. I figured this out while I was on acid. <laughs> My my hands they can and they talk to me, right. and they're mean. They're very mean. Oh, you, oh. They put me down. Have you ever thought about taking them off? <laughs> uh, my, uh, the research team said the electrical implant oh, had helped uh, Rokati and two other patients, all men aged between twenty nine and forty one, to stand, walk, ride a bike, and even kick their legs in a swimming pool, uh, raising hopes that small implantable devices can help. 
paralyzed people regain more independence. Guys, I'm super optimistic, but if I lost, like if I was paralyzed tomorrow, I feel like I would wake up and go, well, it'll be a while, but like for sure before I, the time I die, I'll yeah. be able to walk again. Yeah, I think that's a good mindset. I think that is a good mindset. I mean, yeah. dude, this is like neural, this is Neuralink's initial application. Yeah. Like this yeah. is, these are the first yeah. types of things that Neuralink is going to look to try and solve. So you guys, I mean, both of you quickly said that's a good mindset. Do you think, what What do you think are the potential problems with that mindset? Though? Being let down. <laughs> when it doesn't, uh, yeah. when it doesn't happen, when you being yeah, let down because yeah. the next day, um, you die from COVID. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I don't think there are downsides. Yeah. I don't. No, think no, there, no, there are. You would die from COVID, and then you'd be really fucking let down. Yeah, yeah they, not after. Let down. No, I'd you be, would. Be. Uh, yeah, afterwards, of course, you'd be in heaven. You'd be at the pearly gates, waiting for Saint Peter to like basically tell you whether or not you're getting in or right, not. Right. And while you're waiting, because I'm sure it's a fucking long wait. Tons of people are dying all the time. It's a fucking big old yeah. lineup. You're you'd be standing there and you go, I just I fucking just had this fucking idea that I was gonna walk again and now I'm just flying. Guys, sometimes I have intrusive thoughts and uh, and so I was walking in the park this morning with my dog and uh, I walked by a couple sketchy guys who like came out of the woods, not on a path. They just walked out of the woods. One guy had very torn gloves and I just had the thought in my head. I was like, what if that guy just pulled a gun and shot me in the face and killed me? That's interesting and. and like, I wasn't afraid of it, but I was like, then I started to think like, I was so you just along. closed your eyes and held your hands out and went, I'm ready. <laughs> and they were like, sir, were sir, like, what? And you were like, do your worst. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I was like, but your gloves, they're torn. And he was like, I was in the woods looking for my dog. And, uh, but anyway, um, but oh. then I think of like, I think of like, Imagine there was an afterlife where you just get to meet up with everybody and talk about the moment that yeah, you it's died. It's called Valhalla, dude. It yeah. would be so cool. Yeah, It'd be Valhalla, so interesting. Yeah. Like, we all get together, we feast, and we fight to the death every for day. For sure, mm-hmm. in the afterlife, the most interesting topic of conversation is, so how did you die? Yeah. And like, if yeah. you didn't die in an exciting way, then... It's like when you're... It's kind of like yeah, lame. Like, like the same as prison. Like old age. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, but when you go to prison, you're always like, yo, what are you in I prison for? for? Yeah. yeah. And if it's yeah. not exciting, then they kick the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You're like, well, you're yeah. my girl. That's like when, when I was in the drunk tank and this guy asked me what I was in the drunk tank for. And I was like, murder. And he was like, I'm going to leave you alone. And I was like, that's a good idea. What are you in here for? And he was just like being drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they put murderers in here. <laughs> the device helped all three patients to stand within hours of the operation. Uh, but their performance improved with three to four months of practice and training. It was not perfect. Uh, quote: It was not perfect at the beginning, but they could all train very early to have more fluid gait. Uh, said Block, who was one of the people that that was behind the technology. Uh, the electrode delivers electrical pulses to spinal cord nerves that control different muscles in the legs and torso. The pulses, in turn, are controlled by software on a tablet that issues instructions for a certain action, such as standing, walking, cycling, or kicking the shit out of someone next to you. Yeah, this this makes me think, though, um, because, so, for people listening, we just had a, we already mentioned it, but we just had a conversation. As opposed to the people that aren't listening. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people who, who aren't directly focused on the conversation, just have this on in the background. Um, we just had a conversation with someone who has a feeding tube, and we were talking about like the positive sides of having a feeding tube and how, you know, somebody who might not need a feeding tube could potentially feel that it would be desirable to have one to like augment their life in like in a way that like 
creates these like this more like opt more optimized schedule or whatever. Um, so thinking of that and then thinking of like this sort of technology, if you could augment your body and like had the option to lose a limb to have it be replaced with like a super badass mech limb that could do like really insane things. Would you consider doing that? And, and what would you want to have if that was the case? I would, and it would be my neck. Oh yeah. Why? Because I think the neck is just such a vulnerable thing and it's so vital. And I don't like, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want any like performance and I'm not really thinking about like enhancing performance of like my arms or my legs or something. But my neck, if I could get like, if I could get like a fucking bionic neck, that shit would That's be really sweet. turn your head 180 degrees. Sure, yeah, it turns all the way, it turns yeah. all the way around, like full protection and from any uh, like uh, you know breaking your neck, that type of thing. I've never desired a, a <laughs> more badass neck. Yeah, well, that's because uh, <laughs> you're that's because you've got such a weak neck. <laughs> Jerry, would, would you what would you want? Probably a bionic anus. Yeah. And I'd like have one it. that you can open and close on demand and not use poppers. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I, I mean, yeah, I sure I'll add that. Um uh, I can't but believe I, this is a real podcast. I was thinking more I was thinking more so like like jet like jetpack at ass. So like turn it on and just like you know, those like have you seen those dudes that do the water things where they yeah, have yeah. the, the jets yeah. things on their feet and yeah. they shoot out of the water? That's in your ass. That in my asshole. Yeah, so yeah. I can be like I'm I'm getting over this fence, but but what? But I feel like that's not. I it's feel like, like you're an not, epic fart. I feel like yep. you're not really thinking. That's more about of your that. colon, though, right? Because like, but you're but no, you it's don't want well, it's your asshole. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's rocket on my asshole. Right. But okay. why wouldn't you just get a backpack then or something that has that? Why would you want your asshole to perform <laughs> that task so that I don't? If I forget the backpack at home, what does your <laughs> asshole not get to do in 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 this? Like, there's got to be a swap in this. Yeah, scenario, where do right? you where do you poop from? My asshole. Well, so it's it's both a jetpack and yeah. Hey, still dude, this is, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, we can do it if you said anything. It's a fucking. Uh, you know, it's funny is when I, I ask can that shit question, out of it. I can fire it out of it. I can. I, you know what? I'll even add this. Drop something on the floor. I don't want to bend down anymore. My lower back can't handle it. I just I reverse and I reverse fucking jetpack it. Suck it up. <laughs> Catch it with my asshole. Um, you know, it's funny is when I ask this question. I I thought that we might have a serious conversation about like, oh yeah, like, you know, if we're imagining a future where in 10 years, bionic limbs are possible, do you think that there will be potentially the desire for Dude, somebody My limbs really work fine. That's where you thought that that's going to go? My <laughs> limbs are perfectly working right now. Yeah. My asshole does nothing for me other than stink up the place. Like, I want to fucking <laughs> add some, let's get some stuff that doesn't stink. Get some more functionality. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, my neck also, my bionic neck can uh, become longer, significantly longer. Yeah, right. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Go Go Gadget. Fucking that's what's right. his Inspector. Name? Yep. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yep. that's right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have one, Brian? Yeah, yeah. For what's me, your What's your my... fucking boring ass? Uh, fucking but but fucking bionic arm. Um, I would have your neck, except it would be my dick. Would be able to do that. Dude, that's a thick dick. Yeah, <laughs> and it could go. Super long. Yeah, but you can't pee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you would have my. You, 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 sorry. You just mean that 
I thought you wanted my no, neck no, no, for same, your dick. No, the same <laughs> skills. That, no, that would be uh, that'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like Taylor's like fucking Adam's apple, and like all of it, just the weird <laughs> sparse sp- yeah. hair. It's like if you're you're like I don't even want I don't want anything to be bionic. I just want your neck as my dick. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. All right, let's move on. Uh, existing drug used to treat constipation. Maybe this I find this really funny. An existing drug. All right, so so we've all heard the stories of like Viagra, right? Like Viagra was intentionally used, uh, I believe, as a heart medication. Yeah, heart, to like blood, lower blood pressure, lower blood pressure, and then people are taking it and they're like, "This, I'm just getting j- j- like jacked up hard." Yeah, and isn't isn't it? And isn't it high blood? Doesn't it? Aren't you at risk of high blood pressure? Maybe, I, whatever it is, who cares? But 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 basically, the the the, the creators or something else, the creators of it, Pfizer, whoever. I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, and I'm listening. They they were like, uh, oh shit, this that's not what we intended. Yeah. But we can remarket this drug and give it as a boner pill. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we might be seeing something similar here. <clears throat> Existing drug used to treat constipation may boost people's ability to think more clearly. Oh whoa! Okay. It's like. Uh, it's like that limitless drug. Yes. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. Uh, well, here, I'll read this first. The development of drugs to treat cognitive problems in patients with mental illness may be a step closer after a team of researchers discovered that an existing drug used to treat constipation may be able to boost our ability to think more clearly. Severe psychiatric disorders can have a devastating impact on a patient's life. Cognitive impairments ranging from decreased attention and working memory to dis- disrupted social co- cognition and language are widespread in psychiatric disorders such as major depression, schizophrenia, and bipolar. These common problems are poorly treated with current medications and often have a large impact on people's lives. And so scientists are searching for ways to, of improving or restoring these functions. Previous animal studies have shown that the drugs which target one of the serotonin receptors, 5-HT4 receptor, have shown promise in improving cognitive function. Uh, serotonin is the neurotransmitter which is targeted by the SSRI antidepressant. Mm-hmm. It was hypertension. However, it has been difficult to translate these animal findings into humans because of worries about side effects. Mm. So now a group of UK researchers have tested an existing approved drug called uh, Prucalopride. Did you say what types of animals they were testing them in? No, no, I didn't. So I, I think I heard of this study, and it was um, they were monkey humanoid crossovers. It was, and that's what started Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. um, because as soon as they started giving this medication, they started talking. Yeah, that's it. And organizing. Yeah. And when they organize, that's when you're fucked. So uh, Prucalopride, uh, which targets the five HD four receptor. Uh, and they found that it may improve cognition. So essentially what they've discovered here is that poor cognition is, is solely based on a backup of shit. And so when you take this pill, no. you, you shit all the shit out of you. No. And it makes you think clearer. 
Dude, do yeah. you remember? That's why you're. They say you're full of shit. That's that that's where that actually came from. Came Dude, from. do you remember? Huh. Do you remember when we did our training? Um. Dude, that was 11 years ago now, which is fucking crazy. And um, fuck, I'm. I think her name was Caitlin. She was a. She was whatever the like technician. Oh, she would was be. like she. She gave colonics. She gave colonics. Yeah, and she she gave a presentation like at our teacher training. We all had to give a presentation on something, and she gave a presentation on her work and like the benefits of her work, and she was talking about colonics, and it was fucking blowing me away, like the the idea around that you've got, you know, your colon. You know, you can, you know, you can have, you know, regular bowel movements and everything and, you know, for years and years and years, but that you could still have like, uh, you know, pieces that have like sort of like caked onto the side of your colon, like, you know, and your colon is fucking super long. So like this could be, and th these things could be sort of, um, leading to like little pieces of necrosis along your colon or just, or, or. Not you're not getting the right blood flow to that area, or you just got that. a ladybug up there, chew, like eating right. your fucking yeah. colon away. And that if and that the colonic is meant to try and flush all of that stuff out, so that you know you're. It's almost like, I guess, described as um, that, that, you're, is, that your colon can sort of like breathe is again. That for sure, science. I, yeah, yeah. Is I saw, that like, I saw, uh, I, uh, I'm really Paltrow, not sure. Gwyneth Paltrow talks about it in Goop. Yeah, Goop. Yeah, Goop's <laughs> all about. I'm actually, I'm actually really not sure, but I, I remember that that description always standing out to me going oh when i heard it i went that makes a lot of sense to me as you're saying it but i actually don't know yeah. if it's mm. if it's like scientifically legit i'd be i'd be curious to yeah. know yeah mm. well per, uh calipride is primarily prescribed for constipation uh also that was a joke about the uh, shit that actually doesn't it's not how it works yeah um if you couldn't fucking tell uh and it has an acceptable level of side effects if taken under medical supervision so what they did, they had 44 healthy volunteers uh, between the ages of 18 and 36 participate in the trial. It's a very small trial. 23 were given percalipride and 21 were given a placebo. After six days, all the volunteers were given an fMRI brain scan. And before entering the MRI scanner, volunteers were shown a series of images of animals and landscapes. They viewed these again, plus similar images during the scan. After the scan, volunteers performed a memory test. They were asked to distinguish the images they had seen before and during the scan from a set of completely new images. Presenting the work at the European College of Neuropsychopharmacology Conference in Libsyn, uh, lead researcher Dr. Ankard D. Cates of the University of Oxford said, quote, participants who had taken percalipride for six days performed much better than those receiving placebo on the memory test. Uh, the percalipride group identified 81% of previously viewed images versus 76% in the placebo group. Uh, statistical tests indicate that this was a fairly large effect. Such an obvious cognitive, cognitive Im improvement with the drug was a surprise to us, he said. The researchers, researchers found that compared to those taking the placebo, the volunteers taking percalipride were both significantly better at the memory test after the scan and also had fMRI scans indicating enhanced activity in the brains, uh, the brain areas related to cognition. The increased activity was in areas associated with memory, such as the hippocampus. Um, kind of interesting. I mean, it, it would be really, it would be really cool to see if this, like, you know, down the road, if we start to see 
something like this kind of produce where where mm-hmm. her calipride is being used for you know it seems limitless like, i mean i don't know I meanwhile don't know. you're just shitting everywhere There's I, don't, a, I don't understand how like statistical relevance like i'm not i'm obviously i'm not a statistician i'm not really anything that can speak on this in you're any uh, in any valuable manner but uh but i always find it interesting when they present results of uh like a statistical analysis like this where they're like oh it like you know it's a notable difference it's seven percent or whatever it was yeah, like 81 yeah. or not even not yeah, even seven percent was it uh, but, uh yeah but um but i find 81 percent versus 76 right so it's five what five percent difference so like if you took i mean if you if you repeated that study exactly the same like don't you think you'd probably it would probably fluctuate somewhere in and around the same well i mean percentages to this, like, to, to this like specific it, study it doesn't seem statistically relevant to me the yeah. difference well i mean but that's i'm not, not sure that's i don't, not, really that's know. Not I don't get, understand how the study works that's so. not going to ultimately get implemented unless more studies are done yeah right. anger educate said quote this is a proof of concept study and so a starting point for further investigation yeah. uh, we are currently planning and undertaking further studies looking at procalipride and other 5ht4 agonists in patient and clinically uh, vulnerable populations on the uh on the on in, in like a scientific vein a science science fiction um uh vein on that there was i think it was uh we well actually severance would be an interesting kind of like sci-fi topic to talk about as well which you gotta watch i watched all three episodes you gotta watch um swan song yes um did you see the did you see the preview the uh, trailer that they played for the Samuel Jackson Apple TV show that's coming out? No. And it's uh or maybe I think it's Apple TV. Anyway, it, it looks like the it looks like the premise is that Oh, I did. I did. He's an old man yeah. and he gets his They he, get all of his memories back. Yeah. It it's yeah, it's kind of like the the inverse of um uh, uh spotless sunshine or eternal eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. yeah. It's like so like how, you know, you, you you kind of highlighting the way that you might think that it would be really great to be able to remember everything. But it's like if you were to be actually remember everything, then it would be probably a, hurt your brain, a, a living nightmare. <laughs> yeah, because like because your Ow. brain, I mean, and this is something that, you know, if we want to cross this over into like a more serious conversation, like obviously we've talked to lots of people that have had experiences that their brain wants to make them either forget about or like navigate around because it could be so it could be so impactful on like everything they do on a day-to-day basis the brain tries to like find ways to not like have it be so central to everything Yeah. Yeah. yeah ptsd and and so you know if you could remember everything i think we'd be i think the average person would be extremely surprised to find how many memories you have that your brain has tried to just go, eh, let's, let's just I'm, forget. I'm about curious that. about that. Um, this is actually, this is a great segue into a, in, into a, a serious conversation. Um, I'm curious about that from the perspective of, I, I understand that point that you're making. I think it's a, a really um, valid point. I'm curious about how trauma affects memory of events and I know that like in therapy, an approach <clears throat> to resolve it and not resolving, but like like being able to process past trauma 
in a, in somewhat of an effective way is by revisiting yes and ex- reliving that experience. So like if you could remember the moment vividly, I mean obviously while being traumatic, could there be some benefits yeah. in healing from that? Yeah, and I mean I, like MDMA therapy, right? So, like for PTSD, it's like it's <clears throat> about it's about reliving that memory, but with this overwhelming sense of empathy and and love and acceptance, mm-hmm. so that when you come out of it, um, that memory is no longer like mm-hmm. grasping you and and pulling you down into the really the hard depths. for really two things about this. One, really hard for somebody who's probably been. Uh, through trauma to hear or even imagine that. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. But so I, I understand and empathize from that perspective. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because in my therapy session last week, I was talking about, had this like really like sort of breakthrough moment um, on this past event. It was, it was something that seems so minor or insignificant to me, but it popped into my head um, while I was talking to my therapist. I, so she, I was I was talking about something else and this memory, like super vivid memory that I've thought of many times before, but seems really insignificant came up, which was um, this experience when I was in grade six in French class. My teacher, we? <laughs> my uh, my teacher asked us to uh, draw a our future selves, and there was no there was like from my uh, memory there was no like specific. Um, like structure to it is just draw, draw yourself. And then, then maybe we explain what it was in French. And so uh, I drew this, this picture of, of future me that had this like Dragon Ball Z hair, super big muscle, like super jacked guy uh, holding a, a paddle with the Olympic rings on the picture. And um, this v- very vivid memory is of my teacher coming up to me and saying, like laughing and going, that's not you. That's not you. Dude, I, I, and, I, I hear these stories and I, and I, and I think to myself, that person doesn't exist. So, you know so, what I mean? So let me, yeah, let me, yeah, but, but so, so, okay. But that's I'm a, not saying that a, they didn't say that. That's not what I mean. I just mean like <clears throat> when I hear that, I go, those people are hired to, so do, well, well, do you, but do you, like, are you saying that, do you, do you think that I like made up that experience or like what? No, no, so, that's, that's what, what I'm hearing him say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I'm saying, I'm hearing him like, say that you're making this fucking shit up because so like, yeah, you guys <laughs> should fight. <laughs> so, but, but here's my, here's my point in bringing this up is, is when I think of that memory, it doesn't like, it doesn't make me, I feel bad for like other kids who are in a situation where there's a, an adult saying to them like, oh, you can't be that. You can't be that. And I think probably from me internalizing that, it's probably given me more of a desire to want to be that thing and not necessarily what I drew. Um, but what came out in therapy was my uh, therapist asked me, um, well, what what do you think 12-year-old you needed to hear? What do you, like, if you could go back and tell yourself um, something, what would you have, what would you tell yourself? Or like, or even what, what, what would 12 year old you think of who you are today? And I was like, holy fuck, that's a really interesting question because one, if I was to go back and talk to 12 year old me in that moment, 
I would probably have a bit of a laugh at that picture and say, "Yeah, because Dragon not- Ball Z hair is insane." <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it, but not even that. It's it's like it's like what is important to you in the future? Like for me, was it going to the Olympics? Was yeah. it sports, or is it these other things? And I started to think. I was like, maybe my memory of the experience is my teacher laughing, but maybe she looked at me and said, "Oh, but Brian, like I see you as." This kid who like loves being around people like you, you enjoy being with your friend group. Like, you know, you love like your brother, you, you want to do these other things. Like, why do you think this sport or just like this narrow sort of view of who you are? Why do you think that is who you want to be? And maybe it was that way. Like, I can't remember that. But the point is, is that my memory of it is, is more harmful than probably the moment was yeah. itself. Right. She was, me probably, reliving she, that, she was right? probably saying it that way though, because you and Dennis were like, you were the, you were the twins in the class that would like, like piss in your pants for fun and like <laughs> light bags of dog shit on fire in class. And she was like, she just thought you were going to jail. <laughs> but, but the, the, the funny thing is though, is what I said I would say to myself then, which is I would have said to myself like, Hey, like, Dude, that's really nice that you want to be that and like, hey, yeah. like live your yeah. life with that passion. But actually, you know, you'll be really surprised that those things don't really matter to you yeah, yeah. when you're. Yeah. yeah. I mean. At the end of the day, a teacher walking by a 12 year old who's <laughs> drawn Olympic rings should pretty much just go. Yeah, great. Go for wonderful. It. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. all they should yeah, say. Yeah. And if they say anything yeah. other than that, yeah. they shouldn't have that job. Yeah. But the crazy thing is like how these moments like, dude. She doesn't remember no. that no. moment, which no. is crazy that that teachers have such profound impacts. Oh, the, on, the one on person that's had the most profound impact on my entire life is Aaron Morris. Yeah. My my high school yeah. theater teacher. Yeah. 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 They do have they do yeah. have really profound uh, profound impacts. Um but he, yeah, anyway, like to come at like the ther- the whole thing about the therapy and like rem- like reliving these moments, like it it's interesting to think about like yeah. the potential of what it would be like yeah. to re- and be able to relive. Just it. to throw back to that yeah. drug there and what they found, I, I think it was less about like like retaining your memories and more more so about being finding more clarity in your thoughts. Like for someone with ADHD, like maybe this is a drug that in you know they're like, yeah, hey, we'll give you this drug. This will help with your ADHD. It'll keep mm-hmm. you more focused. You'll be able to like, get, you know, get tasks done in, in a manner that isn't like driving you nuts. You're going to shit yourself constantly, but like, that's just a small side effect. Don't worry about that. Uh, you have a tushy, you're good. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, interesting. Your hair. interesting stuff. You might have heart palpitations. Guys, if there's anybody listening to this that still doesn't have a tushy, like, no, what, are what the fuck are you doing for? It's... I mean, we're not yeah. even, we're, this isn't even an ad. We talked about it last this, week. This I is just not, got mine. I, I get yeah. sad when I'm at the office yeah. Yeah. and I don't have my tushy. I get sad. So this is actually this, toilet paper. They stop it's, this place it's rough. This, this isn't an ad. It's a, it's a recommendation for the listener to better their life. Yeah. Like hey, I have a question for you. Legitimately. I have a question for you. Do you, uh, should I write Chris and ask if we can, if we can, if we can fund a tushy for the toilet? You just buy one and install it. <laughs> and just install it. Just install it here at the I, I do office. still feel weird about using other people's tushies, though. What? What the fuck's wrong yeah. with you? Why? Yeah. Uh, do you feel weird about flushing other people's toilets? Do you feel weird about, yeah. about no, drinking? No, no. Do you feel weird about taps? wiping your ass with other people's toilet paper? No, it's yeah. the power blasting. Like if you're pre- like we do, we went into. The, I'm pretty sure we had this exact conversation last week. 
if you if you go to a car wash, your car is really dirty. You're wearing a white shirt. We had it because it. I said I wanted to put the tushy in there. No, continue. This is stupid. So if your car is full of mud and you go to a self service car wash, what do you think? What do what do you think's happening here? Do you think if you come over and use my tushy? That it's gonna it, that there's like just shit on the fucking. That's why they have the nozzle wash, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. And it, there's a it, nozzle it wash feature on the bidet. Yeah, I know. I I use it, but I do, do I know if you use. They yours? thought of this already, Brian. <laughs> they thought of it. Uh, this is a just, real. I'm just saying it feels weird. I want you to respect my my feelings. Yeah, fuck about you, dude. This. I disrespect it. Okay? Uh, this woman here, Barbara Campbell. Uh, you can see crossing a, a, a street in New York has a uh, a walking aid, a seeing eye cane. I don't, I don't think they use that term anymore, seeing eye cane. Uh, letters at takeawaypodcast.com, correct me. I don't at. know if I've ever said the word seeing eye cane. Seeing eye stick. I think I've said, I see, think I think I've said seeing eye dog. Yeah, I don't well, think I've said seeing eye cane. <laughs> what do you call that then? I'd call it a... <laughs> seeing eye stick. <laughs> I'd call what do you call that? I'd call it a... Uh, yeah, fuck. Maybe I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know. I for some reason I feel like we were told that that's not what it's called. But anyway, uh, this woman, uh, she's blind. Uh, so Barbara is blind, and uh, she was walking through a New York City subway station during rush hour when her world abruptly went dark. Dude, oh fuck! It's called it's called a a white cane. Oh, there we go, white cane. Interesting. Okay. Um, for years, for four years, Campbell had been using a high tech implant in her left eye. That gave her a crude kind of bionic vision, particularly uh, partially compensating for the genetic disease that had rendered her completely blind in her 30s. Quote, I remember exactly where I was. I was switching from the six train to the F train. Can I ask you a question? So she went blind. She had this thing put in and then and this is the then this happens. This is a fucking crazy story about the use of tech. Okay. And this isn't her original no, story of no, 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 no. Okay. This is about this is about the use of tech and how tech and we all know that tech can become obsolete. Yep. And we've all experienced that. This is how how obsolescence <laughs> in tech when it comes to healthcare great, can be really work. fucking problematic. So, Functional obsolescence. Um so yeah, well th- this isn't this isn't this isn't that. This non-functional is, yeah, obsolescence. This is this is Wait, is this basically like they stopped updating the iPhone and you still have the iPhone, like the uh, iPhone one and they stopped updating it? Except oh my God. Instead of it being the iPhone, it's the way that you fucking see. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. So she, so, so she was, she was, uh, she was rendered completely blind in her thirties. Now four years, uh, uh, for four years, she was using this high tech implant, uh, that gave her bionic vision. She said, I, I remember exactly where I was. I was switching from the 6 train to the F train. Campbell tells IEE Spectrum, which is the Spectrum is the website this came from. This is from our friend Stina on Discord. Thank you, Stina. She said, quote, I was about to go down the stairs, and then all of a sudden I heard a little beep, beep, beep sound. It wasn't her phone battery running out. It was her Argus 2 retinal implant system powering down. The patches of light and dark that she had been able to see with the implant's help had vanished. Whoa, Terry Bayland. Uh, so this is this is Terry, and this is Barbara here. Whoa. You can see Terry's wearing this fucking yeah. radical um, uh, set of glasses. We call those uh, in the in the world of uh, VR. We call those HMDs, yeah. head mounted displays. There we go. So Terry is the only person to have received this kind of implant in both of his eyes. 
He got the first generation Argus One implant made by the company Second Sight Medical Products in his right eye in 2004 and the subsequent Argus Two implant in his left eye 11 years later. He helped the company test the technology, spoke to the press movingly about his experiences, and even met Stevie Wonder at a conference. He said, quote, I went from being just a person that was doing the testing to being a spokesman, he remembers. Wow. Yet in 2020, Bayland had to find out secondhand that the company had abandoned the technology and was on the verge of going bankrupt. While his two implant systems uh, is still working, he doesn't know how long that will be the case. As long as nothing, quote, as long as nothing goes wrong, I'm fine, he says. But if something goes wrong, well, I'm screwed because there's no way of getting it fixed. Ross Doer, another uh, second sight patient, doesn't mince words. Quote, it's a fantastic technology and a lousy company, he says. He received an implant in one eye in 2019 and remembers seeing the shining lights of Christmas trees that holiday season. He was thrilled to learn that in early 2020, that he was eligible for a software upgrade that could further improve his vision. Yet in the early months of COVID-19, he heard troubling rumors about the company and called his second sight vision rehab therapist. She said, quote, well, funny you should call. We just got laid off, he remembers. She said, quote, by the way, you're not getting your upgrades. These three patients and more than 350 other blind people around the world with second sight's implants in their eyes find themselves in a world in which technology the technology that has transformed their lives is just another obsolete gadget. Whoa. One technical hiccup, one broken wire, and they lose the artificial vision possibly forever. To add insult to injury, a defunct Argus system in the eye could cause medical complications or interfere with procedures such as MRI scans, and it could be very painful or very expensive to remove it. The Argus 2 system consists of more than just the implant, which is surgically implanted in the procedure uh, in a procedure that takes about four hours. The user also wears special glasses outfitted with a small camera that sends video down to a wire to a video processing unit, typically attached to the user's belt. The VPU, which is the video processing unit, reduces the images to patterns of 60 black and white pixels and sends them back to a transponder in the glasses, which then beams those into an antenna on the outside of the fake eye. From there, the signal goes to the 60 electrode array attached to the patient's retina. The electrodes stimulate the eye in different patterns multiple times per second, creating flashes of light that correspond to the low-resolution video feed. Essentially, the electrodes take the place of the photoreceptor cells in a healthy eye that respond to light and send information up the optic nerve to the brain. So these people, right, they receive this transplant they get these glasses, completely transforms their lives. They can see again, or at least see in a way that they don't see like we do, but they see in a way that allows them to take stock of what's around them mm-hmm. and, and, and move about and like, you know, have some semblance of vision. And this company just shat the bed and now they're shit out of luck. And at any point, their eyes can just wow. start going beep, 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 and then shut the fuck down. I feel like they have to, like if a company is doing that type of stuff, like that type of work where you're putting an implant in somebody that they should have like the, the money to like maintain those things until that person is no longer here. Yeah. I mean, like I, I feel like there's got, there <clears throat> should be like some type of rule around yeah. that. I think you're, that sounds you're sort of, crazy. <clears throat> you're sort of like running into like a, um, sort of like a, um, 
a unstoppable force meets an immovable object sort of thing there in the way that it's a tech company. Yeah. Like I guess primarily like at its roots, it's a tech company, medical tech. And then, and, and the way in which tech companies grow are basically taking on, I'm I'm putting my finance hat on here and going, these take, they take on massive, uh, massive um, debt by issuing equity to shareholders that want to stake in the company. Okay. And so they have a ton of, so there's a ton of debt going on and they're really just taking on debt and taking on debt and, and taking a loss all the time until it can become profitable. And, but at the same time you need regulation to say, well, this company should always have a certain amount of money so that they can, I don't know if chair is laughing because this is another <laughs> investment lesson or if you just watched a video, that's funny. Which is I, mean, funny I could be me. laughing at both. No, this I, is, this I is, could be this laughing is, at both of them. This I, is, this is, this is important <laughs> because they, because they should be right. Cause I think what I'm hearing you say, Brian is that they should be regulated, which I agree with in the sense that they should have to have some type of um, stop gap mm. so that the people that use their products and rely on them aren't, don't end up in this situation. Yeah. Well, so like what two, I was saying is the they actually should the be company. A, they should be a DAO is what I was saying. Right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't. I'm laughing actually, because I got a notification that I was tagged in a video on an Instagram. And dude, <laughs> oh, dude, thank you. Dude. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got a dog during. hair in this fucking fucking up, like Brian, look, go look in. at that. Go look at the story I just <laughs> put up. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Boy. <laughs> um yeah, well, thanks for that. Um so uh folks uh You said the dog hair in this apartment. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it feels like a fucking apartment that just hasn't been clean in 17 years. Um uh S- Stevie Wonder was mentioned in that article. Are you guys familiar with the Stevie Wonder um <laughs> isn't that gross? <laughs> if you're I mean it's it's gone now, but if you saw the Instagram video, you know what we're laughing at. Um uh did you guys hear about the Stevie Wonder conspiracy? No. No. The word on the street is Stevie Wonder's not actually blind. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just been hiding it for... Wait, 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 wait. 50 years? Wait, sorry. Or his whole life? Has sorry. Stevie Wonder been blind his whole life? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he was sorry. born blind. Born I, blind. I actually, I've been, I've, I made a deal with myself that the next time you brought up a conspiracy theory, I was going to... Not just shut it down, right? I'm genuinely All right, interested. Perfect. Tell me about this. And here's how you Because I could see how he could be faking it. Here's how you can't <laughs> shut it down. Here's okay. how you can't shut it down. Watch, I'm interested. Watch this video. This is a benefit concert with a bunch of huge musicians, okay? okay. Watch what happens here. Now, listen. Don't take offense, all right? I don't know Stevie Wonder. Maybe he is blind. But can you... <laughs> but, maybe. But, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But can you explain this fucking thing? Watch this. Paul McCartney passes the microphone. Microphone falls. Watch this. He, did you see no. that? He caught oh, it. No, did no, you, no. The did guy, you fucking no, see that? No, no, the, no, no. Watch the it again. The guy in the maroon coat caught Watch it. Watch it again. Yes, the guy in the maroon coat caught it. trying to ruin but, the conspiracy theory. Look at, look at him. <laughs> look at his reaction to it. He see. Watch this. Watch. Look at all those people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before it started to, when Dude, it was be, falling, he reached over. He did. Yes. He did. He One did. more time. He can see. One more time. Dude, this isn't just it, Brian. There's much more than this. Watch. Yeah. Saw it. Grabbed it. Good job, Stevie. All right. Now, now, now. That is interesting. What do you think about this? I'm going to tell you something. I, I've been spending my whole life with him thinking he can see. 
I know he can see. You also challenged uh, another great icon, not to a Good. fight, Lionel but to Richie a there. contest. A, and a I want to make sure here. I have this right because I'm going to give you an opportunity to dispel a rumor here. Okay. Did you challenge Stevie Anderson Wonder something? to a basketball game? I did. Okay, see, okay, what y'all don't know. You were going to dunk on Stevie? What, what y'all don't know, Stevie can see. Stevie okay. can see. It's two it's people. Just he can see. Steve, he can see. <laughs> they might yeah. want to kick me out, yeah. Zelda yeah. John. So one of the great stories, for a couple of reasons, in the book is uh, you let Stevie Wonder drive your snowmobile. Now, <laughs> uh, I have to say, just the part of you owning a snowmobile would be enough for I didn't me. own it. I was at the Caribou Ranch in Netherlands, and I was recording. Ah, it was okay. thick snow, and Stevie wanted to go out on a snowmobile. And Stevie went behind the wheel... Yeah. By himself. By himself. Stevie walks on stage, <laughs> walks to me, looks me dead in my eye, and says, Anthony, get me to a piano. I was like, Stevie, well, hell, if you just walked to me, you could have walked to the piano. <laughs> <laughs> he caught himself. He caught himself and had to play it off. It's a true story. <laughs> it's a this true is Shaq. So, according to Shaq, we lived in a building on Wilshire. So you park your car in the valets down there, so... I'm already in the building. I'm coming through the lobby. <laughs> Door opens. There's Stevie Wonder. He comes in, says, what's up, Shaq? <laughs> Presses the button. Oh, it's your story. Presses the button, gets off on the floor, buys up, <laughs> goes to his room. I went and called every person I knew and told the story. They believe me. <laughs> no, bro, he got on the elevator. He's like, what's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? Yes, he did. Yep. What's your little boy? Wow. Yes. But yes, I did challenge him to a game of one-on-one -on -one basketball for a charity event that he does for his son and uh, for any city youth. Uh, he then he said, you know what, Anthony, I don't want to embarrass you one-on-one, -on -one, so let's just do it free throws. And uh, he won. <laughs> he won. He won. He, honest, he won. Okay. Stevie so, won the one. So it's a long con. Yes. I'm telling you, have him on the show. We go out to the car. <laughs> he says, you sit on the passenger side. I'll sit on the driver's side. He Richie. goes in, he cranks the car up, he puts the tape in, right? And then he does this. <laughs> and starts driving back down the driveway. Why Stevie wasting all that money on courtside seats? Well, he says he likes you're to not, feel you're the, not, the, I'm not going to let you say this. If this comes feet. up on TV today, you're going to be muted to the Stone Age. <laughs> I'm right? not going to say it on TV. I'm just saying that there's a building <laughs> list of evidence <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, Stevie ain't blind. <laughs> right? Right? Well, that catches the fucking microphone. That's pretty compelling. Hey. Maybe, 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 maybe Stevie had a operation at one point in time. Maybe. And he thought he that... An Argus too. And he thought <laughs> that his blindness was sort of integral to his persona. And so he just decided, I'm not going to, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Oh. And maybe he can see, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a long con from the very beginning. Maybe yeah. he got a little bit back somehow and wanted to keep it hush-hush yep. because he's so well-known for being, an, like, I mean, he's, like, he's an incredible musician without the blindness, obviously. I but, think you really need eyes to just fucking be an awesome singer and a great piano player. Well, it definitely <laughs> helps with the, I say it would generally, sure, the sure, most sure, sure, people sure. help with the piano. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, but. Do you think so? Do you think, I mean, I, like, I'm the least. I mean, if you're blind, you're, like, everything's the tactile. The least musical you know, it's, like, it's all, it's all feeling everything out. Like, if you, I would say if you are a, a fucking champ at, at Braille, 
you would probably be pretty yeah, yeah. apt to yeah. pick up piano quite well. Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, that was that conspiracy there. I got another good one. You guys hear about this? Uh, birds, birds aren't real, dude. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, just joking. Uh, let's move on to uh, if it lies, if, if it flies, it lies. <laughs> Wait, but but we all agree that Steve Stevie Wonder is blind, right? I, don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say for sure. I'm not, I'm not convinced. Um, let's I was just uh, checking you guys. I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Let's move on to what the hell? I can't believe none of the things we've talked about so far have been what the hell. That's great. Well, this is uh this is this might be the scariest what the health we've ever done. No. This this, this makes me this video made me fully erect. Fully <laughs> rock hard. Fully squirm and like I love body horror. Is it is it something alive inside of you? Uh, mm. I hate that that cuz that's the worst part. Let's for me. watch this video. This is a praying mantis. Oh, oh no. You see it's alive. Oh no. All right, this is a little bowl of water. A little Tupperware container of water. The guy's going to put the praying mantis in the water, right? Watch they what can, happens they here. They can pinch pretty Oh hard, yeah, that right? that thing's just fucking latched on fully to his thumb. All right? Now watch 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 the praying mantis's ass. All right? This guy's just dipped it in water. He's he's had it in water now for I don't know, maybe 10 seconds. Watch what's Whoa. coming out of it. Well, something's oh. coming out of it. Yeah, see that? Whoa, what is you that? You want to see this? Go to YouTube, check it out, or you can just Google Praying Mantis Whoa. Uh, Parasite. <clears throat> what is coming out of him is called a Cordodes formosinus. Cordodes formosinus, which is a horsehair worm. You know what, You know what, Jared? This is the shit that makes me go, why the fuck does anybody give a shit about aliens? This is it. They're all here. This is it. They're all here yeah. already. So a horsehair worm is a oh my god is a parasite. I can't believe how big that is. Um, that that can affect any kind of bug, but it really it typically goes for praying mantises, uh, and use the praying mantis as its as its definitive host. So this thing can grow upwards of ninety centimeters long. Wait, is the praying mantis still alive? No, this praying mantis is dead. No, now. it's not. It is. Yeah, no, it's moving around. Dude. No, it is not. Yeah, it is. His uh, legs are moving. No, that's not the praying mantis moving his legs. Oh, that is this parasite. Wow. Was it controlling it? It was before full on zombie. No. Yes. No. Yes. Wow. That, I find that almost harder to believe than Stevie Wonder is, is fake. And Stevie Wonder is blind. Is fucking can see fucking fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is insane. I, I Look honestly, at it trying to escape out of the fucking container. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> and now you, is, see, now you see a, a carcass of he, uh, the praying mantis is carcass. Is he fully out of the It's fully out of him now, yeah, yeah. Can that go in humans? So listen to this. Uh, no. Cordodes formosinus is a horsehair worm that has uh, praying mantis as its definitive host. Uh, horsehair worms are obligate parasites that pass through different hosts at various stages. These worms can grow up to 90 centimeters long and can be extremely dangerous for their host, especially the praying mantis. Their life cycle goes like this. The cordodes formosinus starts as a larvae in the gut of a small insect. The praying mantis preys on that insect. Then the mantis ingests the the infected insect, uh, taking in the the 
cordodes form, uh, formosinus. Uh, and that's when it starts to grow inside of it. When it's mature, the worm secretes proteins that take over the host's nervous system, oh, man. which then directs the mantis to a body of water. Specifically, it goes, you need to go to water, directs it to water so that it can then jump out of the mantis, <sighs> at which point it breaks free to re- reproduce, uh, leaving half an empty mantis husk. Now, you were, you were right. The mantis isn't technically dead, but it is fully controlled by the parasite, like proteins. once it goes in the water and the parasite comes out, there's nothing less left to the mantis. It, ha- it doesn't have enough in it to live. It dies. Dude. Wow. Now, think about this, right? That is a parasite that affects praying mantises. It also affects crickets. What it does with crickets, it, crickets d- uh, can't go in water. They're horrible swimmers. They'll drown. It does the same thing. It, 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 it infects the, par- the, the cricket and then essentially... Com- forces the cricket to commit suicide crickets avoid water it goes you're going to water and the cricket's like yes ma'am goes in the water dies thing blasts out of its asshole and then it goes on to find its next its next you know victim that's happening with bugs right what's to say that there's not a parasite out there that we don't yet know about that has some sort of completely fucked up psychological effect on humans. Yeah. Well, there is. Yeah, I was going to say there <laughs> probably is. There yeah. is, we, which we know of one. Well, I was just imagining we're, we're sitting here and Taylor's really quiet for like 20 minutes and then all of a sudden he just walks over and fills up donuts water dish and then lays down and dips his fingers into it and, and then just, just comes out of his ear. Fucking, yeah. There's yeah. just, yeah. Well, if you've never that. watched the movie, that is dead. if you've never watched The Thing... <laughs> I mean, this is, this, is, this is the thing. This is exactly what is happening in the thing for the most part, aside from being a full replica, replication of, of, what, the, of what it's, it, the host of its body. Um, so Toxoplasma gondii, which I think we've talked about on the show yeah, before, have, yeah. mm-hmm. that is one of these parasites. Is that the cat thing? Yes. Yeah. So Toxoplasma gondii, uh, which is found in 22 to 84% of the human population, depending on the country. Whoa. <clears throat> this oh, organism a induces a phenomenon called, quote, fatal attraction syndrome in rodents. So T. gondi can only pro- productively replicate in cats, but it can infect humans and rodents. Amazingly, it's evolved a way to alter the brain's signaling of infected rodents to make them more likely to be consumed by cats. Studies found that individuals with the parasite not only had slower reaction times, but also no longer feared the smell of cat urine. So the smell of cat urine is like the scariest thing a rat can fucking smell. It'll send it into a frenzy, try to get away. T. Gandhi gets inside the rat and it makes the smell of cat piss intoxicating. It wants to go to the, the cat piss. But what's even perhaps more interesting is what's been discovered in humans. Like rodents, individuals with toxoplasmosis also had slower reactions. But dis, uh, disgustingly, they actually enjoyed the smell of cat urine. Researchers exposed study participants to urine from various animals, and those that were infected liked the smell of cat pee, but no other samples. No. So if you have T. Gandhi, you love the smell of cat urine, which is interesting to me because I've, I did a wine tasting once, and <clears throat> they give you a, a sort of like, like a notes wheel 
And the wheel, there, you know, there's like a section that's like earthy and then fruity and you know, whatever, piss, whatever. Yeah. Cat piss is on the fucking note wheel. Really? No. Yes. 100%. Cat urine is, is listed in that thing. Why? And, and the person I was at, I was like, who the fuck's liking cat urine? And they go, actually, a lot, there's a lot of people that will smell like cat urine in their, in their wine. And those people love that wine. So they have the thing. Maybe that has to be. I mean, perhaps, yeah. 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 Or it's that fucking lady who was drinking all the piss. So it goes even further than this. Researchers investigated people involved in road traffic accidents in Prague. They found that those individuals in collisions, whether they were pedestrian or driver, were more likely to be infected when compared to residents not involved in such situations. This indicated that infected individuals were perhaps sometimes more reckless than most. Uh, the research has certainly been met with raised eyebrows and conf- uh, confounding factors are always a possibility. Who's doing that study? Like who applied for I that know, study right? to even be able to be done? Like, okay, listen, you know, we Ooh, got a bunch science. of people who are in accidents who, who like died in this car accident. Yeah. We just want to come and sample them and see if, yeah. you know, they might've liked cats. Dude, My question of- is the people that are raising their eyebrow to that assumption, because if you watch something like what we just watched, yeah, like I mean, and, and this isn't the only, like there's, there's another, there's another, there's a fungal, um, uh, there's a fungus out there that infects hosts, specifically wood ants. Mm, yes. And, and the wood, it, 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 it grows out of their heads and shit. That's right. The wood ant will, the, uh, the you know, the, I think it's the wood ant. The wood ant never leaves, leaves its colony. They, they always stick together. They always like walk in lines. Like they, they're very structured. Well, tree? this fungus gets into the wood ant. The wood ant will then, um, leave its colony, which is unheard of, finds a secluded place, not just a secluded place, it finds a place that specifically is a, is a, is a spot where that fungus has a better opportunity to grow. Once it's found that place, it, it latches down, bites down on something called like a death grip, and the fungal fucking spore thing busts out of its goddamn forehead, Whoa. grows as long as it can away from the body of the fucking ant, and then explodes spores everywhere. <laughs> You've probably seen that on planet Earth. It, it was on, They did it on planet Earth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I guess pretty, I probably would have. It's fucking nuts. I can picture it in my head, yeah. and I'm probably thinking of that. It's like, yeah. It's that's, like ADHD, that's, though, that's a so. living organism that literally, like literally the, 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 the source of, science fiction horror like it's, it, cra- it's it there's got to be something more like there's got to be something about humans that well in our maybe our immune system or something that like makes us less less susceptible for now for now to shit like that I, yeah but like look at covid you know what i mean like yeah. like for now until one it day is weird there's though. some sort of parasite that just like fucking lit, like because zombies dude zombies right? i mean it is well like, i mean you said zombies as if they're real they oh, are. Oh, sorry. It sounded Did like you, you never watched it, sounded, it sounded like you were like, well, I mean, like, you know, like we got zombies. So like, <laughs> like who knows? Like, <laughs> I mean, fuck, let's um, just like ratchet but, that up. One but it more does. Notch. It, it is crazy that like, you know, for this moment in time, we're good. But like, you know, Maybe this shit, shit like this is happening. And really, it's just like the scale. Like if there was if there was a, a, a parasite that was equal to the size of um, relative to the, the that parasite was to that praying mantis, it would human, it would be as long as this room. Yeah, probably longer. It yeah, would, and, and thick. Yeah, yeah, like my neck, <laughs> or like my 
<laughs> like my neck could be too. Mm. If I had your neck on your dick. On my dick. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, <coughs> we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll be back Monday with another episode and, of course, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Uh, on Spotify, on the mobile app, you can leave a rating. And uh, and thanks for your support. If you want to join the, the conversation, uh, uh, join us on Discord. Uh, there's constant conversations about past episodes. Uh, people are chiming in with uh, content to, to, to bring up here on Feel Good Friday. I mean, half the shit we talked about was from our Discord today. Um, and of course, if you want to share your Wordle scores, we've got a very active Wordle channel. Yeah. Yeah. And if you uh, if you want to send us uh, send us a letter, um, you know, we heard a, a couple of uh, fantastic letters at the beginning of the show today. Uh, you can do that. Send to letters at sickboypodcast.com. Um, and, um, you know, in, in particular, what I'm wondering right now is why um, why when you install a car seat, there's no more room. In the back seat of your car, you can't recline your seat anymore. Why do they make car seats like that? So I'm wondering that personally right now. Probably so, for the safety of the baby, but that's just me. But I, I mean, you know, yeah. Especially if you're in the podcast. driver, you probably don't want to recline your seat. Uh, yeah. Well, it's on the passenger side, so I can recline. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. You're, you're lean. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, letters at sickboypodcast.com, and if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, sickboypodcast.com/slash/contact and fill out the guest form. Um. Cool, and we haven't talked about it in a while. So, just a reminder: if you drive a car with uh, and you've you've augmented the muffler on it, um, fuck you. Uh, and then also, thank you to the people who the opposite of that uh, to the people who make this show happen. Thanks to uh, Jeff Lonis, uh, who we absolutely love, and Jeff to just Richard got a Point. muffler. Oh fuck! Never mind. Fuck Jeff then. Okay. Um, wait, you got a muffler that makes louder sounds? Yeah. Oh. Fuck you, Jeff. I want a muffler that goes. Yeah, you can have that one. That's fine. What happens? And thanks to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. That's it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.